Ovechkin storming in. Alexander Ovechkin curl and drag to the back end. He scores! Simply sensational! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pizzas Here podcast, your home for all of your content that you need for the Washington Capitals and the NHL. I'm EA, and I'm joined by the usual Jake and Will. We are without our fourth member, Joey, today, but we are joined by Hockey Troll from the Caps Chirp podcast. How's it going? It's going well, man. Um, should I turn my camera on now? I know there was a lot of... Yes, you can turn camera. your camera on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely do that. <laughs> How's it going, man? <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. You know, watching the Caps just beat ass everywhere, up and down uh, the league. So that's always a positive. It's really the only thing I live for, right? Right, boys? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. What more does a man need in life than the Washington Capitals playing well in the regular season just to to bloat in the playoffs? But we're not there yet. (laughs) All right. So look at the world beaters right now. (laughs) Well, we're back for season two, episode eight, and uh, yeah. So I'll just start us off. Um, As you guys know, like I just said, we are joined by Hockey Troll. There is a second member of the Caps Chirp podcast, Polly Cupcakes. He can't be with us today. He is busy at work, but we wish he could be here, but we hope work's going well. But uh, how uh, how did the Caps Chirp podcast first get started? Well, um, back in the day, I'd say a few. So we're in season three of our podcast now uh, of the Caps Chirp podcast or the official Caps Chirp podcast, if you will, which is the full name. Um, we've been doing that for three years at the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, we had, or I had a, a podcast called, you know, just the Hockey Troll Podcast. And um, we talked about the NHL at large when, you know, and, and then kind of out of the blue got picked up by Ish and Dylan, uh, who are the creators of the Hockey Podcast Network. And they're like, we're putting together a website where you can go to it and, any uh, fandom will enjoy it because there's going to be a podcast for every single team. So we thought that was cool. The caps were open uh, at the time. We were both caps fans. So, um, and this was even before Polly came on. So then first season came up. Uh, my previous host had to like dip out. He moved to Toronto and then uh, I picked up Polly who I've been playing hockey with forever. So, we just uh, and that's that's history, man. I mean, basically, that's been it. We've just been working on it ever since. Hell yeah! Hell yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I had a question before this. How did Polly Cupcakes get the nickname Polly Cupcakes? Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> that because he's a snack, right? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good no, answer. No, that's a good answer. No, that's, that's a good answer. Um, um, well, honestly, he, it was the, man, who was it? One of the, some actor was at the all-star game one year and he was interviewing John Tavares and he called him like Johnny cupcakes or something like that. And Polly just, just ripped it off directly. Just took, so, just took it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, original. Yeah, yeah. So, total yeah. rip off. It fits him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are a couple of uh, your favorite memories as a hockey podcaster so far for doing do the podcast oh man well we drink heavily when we when we do the podcast so i don't remember a lot but um i would say i would say you know we've had some so you know like when we set out to do this first of all it's fucking criminal that anybody listens to the podcast in my eyes because you know who gives a shit what we think about hockey right but you know, it started off just like, Hey, let's talk about it. And then, you know, maybe if we get lucky, somebody will listen and it'll be kind of cool. Uh, you know, chasing that clout, if you will. You will, but, um, Oh, of course that's what we live. For. Yeah. Then we got into the, the network and we were like, Oh shit, these guys are like for real 
they're looking for sponsors. They've got people that are like doing real business type stuff. And uh, we were like, we were literally looking for someone just to host the podcast for free because we were using a free hosting site. Uh, Kiwi, shout out Kiwi Six, um, and they were like, you can only have like twenty episodes on here before you start deleting them. So we had we were at those stages where we were deleting episodes, and just in, at this time, like uh, when Dylan reached out to us, I was like, will you guys pay for hosting? And they're like, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I was like, where do I sign? So um, the, I guess it came from that to getting crazy guests on. I mean, we reached out to Oli Kolzig. We've had him on a couple of times. Uh, you guys all seem pretty young, so I don't know if you're, Oh, there it is. Yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah. I know. Okay. Yeah. I love Kolzig. I don't know why yeah. I can't like coordinate how to point my finger <laughs> in this reversed camera, but there we go. Yeah. Um, love Kolzig. he was really cool. Uh, you know, and all this stuff. And then, you know, of course we've had Carl Olsner on a few times, that was, uh, it was definitely, it's interesting to talk to these like hockey guys that are, you know, legit legends, at least in our eyes mm-hmm. um, and how down to earth they are. So, you know, it's, uh, they always say like, never meet your heroes or never meet people that you like idolize or like look up to that are kind of like in that famous light. But, you know, when it comes to like hockey players, absolutely meet those guys. They're all, you know, my experience, they're all probably pretty cool um, and down to earth. So uh, and not only that, really generous with their time in the sense of like, okay, we're going to talk to you bums who are just like a couple fans in a room, you know, talking into the internet. So uh, I think that the the cool guests that we've had on the podcast, along with just being a part of the network, I mean, at any given point, I could literally just open up our Slack and be like, dude, what is up with, you know, I don't know. What's a team that we never see? Like what's up with Colorado? What's up with San Jose? And there's two or three people that can, that know the team in and out. Uh, and you know, they're biased as fans, but they all know hockey pretty well. So, uh, probably that exposure has been, been the best for me at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so since you've been kind of in it for a while, uh, I guess what would be some advice you give to like a podcaster, a podcaster who's sort of just getting in their feet in the water, so to speak. Oh man, you guys got to pay me for those type of tips. <laughs> no. It's not for us. It's for the viewers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the biggest thing for me was, uh, just figuring out your tech, right? So like there's all this free software out there. We don't use anything fancy. I think we've paid for one piece of software, which is voice meter. It's a digital like PA system. So like Windows is trash, right? Like they don't let you have multiple inputs and, you know, playback uh, things that you've recorded. So we used to like Audacity and Voice Meter. Both of those are free, but we paid for like the non-ad version of Voice Meter, which is like 50 bucks lifetime license, which is cool. Um, And then, you know, when I know you guys are going through it, like trying to find jump through all the like hoops to get on Apple and, and Google play, uh, doing your research. So, you know, I mean, the only thing I could say is like, you know, don't half ass it, find somebody that you like, um, to, to do it with, which seems like you guys have and, uh, you know, just go for it. Um, another thing that they liked, well, that was a big selling point for us at least, uh, in being approached was, uh, sound quality. So invest in a decent mic. I think the one I use is only like 75 bucks, but it's like a, a USB microphone. So it's not like DLR or whatever, like, so I don't have to plug it into this crazy interface or anything to get it into the, into the computer. It's just straight up USB. Uh, but it does well enough. You know, I don't think I'd record like studio albums on it or anything, but, uh, you know, for, for podcasting, it's, it's legit, you know? So, Sound quality and, and oh, also, I, I think the number one thing, consistent schedule, right? So if you're going to, if you're going to say, I'm going to do a podcast every week, do a podcast every week. You know, even if it's, even if you don't have much to talk about, which fortunately the Caps have given us a ton to talk about this season. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, always release on, on the day that you promise and consistency is so key, man. It's crazy how, even if it's like a shitty episode and you're like, dude, that episode kind of sucked. 
your viewers or your listeners will still appreciate you being there. Definitely. So like you said, the caps have definitely given us plenty to talk about lately. Um, we are actually on a three game win streak again. Uh, we beat the Habs six to three. Then we beat the Panthers who a lot of us think, I don't know about now, but maybe a week ago, definitely a lot of people would say we're the best in the league. And then just a day ago, we beat the Canes four to two. And again, I think if you had asked a lot of people just a few days ago who the best team in the Metro is, they would have told you the Carolina Hurricanes. But we uh, we dubbed up all three of those boys. So so that's definitely something good. Uh, I guess just we can open the floor for anybody who uh, has anything that they want to touch on about those, those stretch of games. Uh, I definitely want to mention Ovi. I mean, obviously, that's a given, typically when you're talking about the Capitals. But Ovi had a hat trick against Florida. He had a goal against Carolina. And as of right now, he's second in the league in both point standings with 37 and goals with 19. So the man is 36 years old, like we say every single week. The fact that he's producing at this rate at such an old age for a professional hockey player is is mind-blowing. So just got to get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to talk about just in general. Just cause it, he's, he's just not slowing down. Like, you can just see it, too. Like, he – he is, he is on a mission this year. I don't know what happened because maybe the playoff loss last year and how we didn't produce very well in the playoffs. But, God damn, that man is on a tear. <laughs> playoff 2018 koozies back. Ovi's, Ovi's yeah. feeding off of it. It's it's what you like to see. Yeah, I had to fill out the Kuznetsov uh, apology, <laughs> apology sheet. You've had to I, fill it out like three times now. <laughs> I, uh, we all have. We all have. I love. I love how. Hey, speak looks. for yourself. I, I never slandered Kuzi. You can run the episodes back. I've always been on the Kuzi looks, train. But he looks better than even you would have expected, surely. No, yeah, definitely. I definitely wouldn't have have expected him or Ovi or this team in general to be doing as well as they are right now. Like, if you go to our predictions with Samantha Pell near the beginning of this or in preseason this year, like I, I said that the caps were a fringe playoff team and I, I can't exactly remember who exactly said that, but there was definitely people who agreed with me. I know, I know Sam Pell agreed with me that we were a fringe playoff team. So I also fact that, said that the Islanders were going to win the division. Yeah, That's I did too. So well. <laughs> I said, I said that the Canes would win the division and that the well, Isles would win right second. There. I yeah, no, the Canes, the Canes prediction was right, but or they're still right there, but everyone definitely thought the Islanders would be doing better than they are right now. And their fans were saying, Oh, we just need home games. And then they lost four home games. So I don't know exactly about that, what they've got going on. But if you, if you go back to preseason this year, no, nobody, maybe like Joey or Jake, I can't remember, but I think no it was one, both, both of us, didn't we? Just, you guys maybe, thought that we were going to like win the Joey. division and I, and like we were, it was calling you absolutely. It was definitely like, Joey. I can't no remember way. if I, if I agreed with him or not, but I know Joey definitely said that we were going to win the division. Cause I remember it was a whole thing about him believing in our team. The general <laughs> consensus was definitely not that the caps would be doing yeah. as well as they are right now, especially given the fact that we've been with so many injured people. Backstrom hasn't played a single game this year. Mantha's out now for long-term. Eller's been in and out. Oshie's been in and out. Dowd's been in and out, et cetera, et cetera. Now Schultz has been in and out. It's just, you know, no, nobody would have expected this. Like, it's like considering how we've been playing like half, half of our lineup as Hershey Bears players for the last month or so, it's, you know, <laughs> we wouldn't have expected this, but I was, I was actually going to mention though, that's, that kind of brings up a, an important point about like all the rookies. You've got a lot of guys who are playing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, McMichael and Protus are kind of the two that come to mind when you think about the question that I was thinking of, which is, you know, you've got at least McMichael and at least Protus who you would probably want to stay in the lineup. So who comes out when everybody's back? Because you're not going to sit TJ Oshie or Anthony Mantha or Nicholas Backstrom. So, you know, just make Michael move over to that third line wing. Do you maybe think about trading Eller? I actually would really like to trade Eller and get McMichael just solidified on that third line, maybe with Stone or something. Yeah. I mean, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, look, so Lars Eller, and we've said this, this is like, we call him the linchpin to the Stanley Cup. 
he is the reason that the Caps won the Stanley Cup. And it's not because he scored the game-winning goal in Game 5. Um, think about it. I mean, he comes in, spends a year with the team, and then the next year we win the Cup. So he, you know, he comes in, does all right. He's he's freed up so much. And and if you look at that cup run, like how he had to, how Backstrom was out and he had to play second line center. Um, and this is why the Penguins had so much fucking success, you know, unfortunately, is that they drafted and they they picked up on centers. I mean, they're, you know, Nick Benino, who I believe is center. Um, and these these guys who were somewhat underrated, they would bring in for strength down the middle and, you know, their whole thing, you know, cause right now I live outside Pittsburgh and there it's always during their, during their winning years, they're always talking about how strength down the middle was so important to them in, in building their team. And, you know, if you remember back to the Marcus Johansson days when Mojo was playing in, you know, trying to, trying to fill that third, third center slot, he never really like fit in there. You know, I love him as a player, but he never really got the job done. Uh, I I'm fully against getting rid of Lars Eller. I think that we need strength down the middle. I don't think McMichael is, is a, is a third line center in the NHL yet. I, I think that he needs a little bit longer to develop maybe in a couple years. And I don't even know if he's going to be, you know, Lars Eller status. I mean, this is a guy that that's a consistent, you know, 40 point guy a year, I'd say 30 to five, 40 points. Uh, but he plays such a large defensive role. McMichael could get there. Uh, for sure, but I just don't think he's there yet. So I feel if we're we're win now, which we are and should be, Lars Eller's got to be a part of that picture, man, no doubt. Um, but and then to speak on your point about the young guys, I mean, these guys have been buried in Hershey for some of them two three years, right? Usually when you're a high a high pick, you know, first round pick, you're you're getting sniffs at the lineup, like within your first year, definitely in your second. I mean, if, if you haven't been moved by your third year, you're playing in the NHL somewhere, hopefully you would think, um, you know, second rounders, they, they fall off dramatically. I mean, the, the stats say that, you know, to play, you know, it's, it's only like half of the first rounders that get picked up play over a hundred games in the NHL. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a large drop off, but you've got to think that these, these Hershey guys are just, chomping at the bit they, they it's truly right now they can definitely show off if not to caps management the league that they're of value in are nhl worthy and i think that most of our uh, prospects have done that um so they all have a chip on their shoulder and again this is something that you know for years in the past as caps fans we haven't been able to see because our team has been so solidified you know the top six is never going to change in dc the top four and D so you're really like, can you perform at an elite level on the third and fourth line as a forward or the bottom pair? Uh, and so, you know, I think that our, our best rookie has been Martin Fiviari, Uh, and I don't think it's even close to be completely honest. He looks so poised there on the top pair. Um, but you know, to, to your point, I think that maybe having these young guys, these new faces in the locker room, which, you know, looking at the player's standpoint hasn't happened in the Ovechkin era, really? I mean, a lot of free agents and things like that, but homegrown young studs coming up from the farm, you know, I mean, they'll think about the last time, a, you know, we had a wave of that was like John Carlson, Carl Alsner, um, Holtby, you know, that the, the back-to-back Hershey bear called our cup winning uh, team was the last time. And, you know, lots of those players have moved on. You know, we still have John Carlson, obviously. And, you know, the Holtby unfortunately is gone, but, yeah, so it's it's crazy to see, um, and I mean, I guess it was bound to happen. But again, the Caps have been so healthy in past years. I, I feel that the uh, the young guys have really kind of given the whole team a little bit of a jump, and uh, and I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now. Sorry, my dog's barking. On mute. All good. Uh, Jake and Will, what are your what are your thoughts on Lars Eller? Well, Will Will's would have just brought that up without thinking they should trade him, but um, yeah, I think I, I I think we hold off on that for now just because Lars Eller is a very key piece to our team. I, um, it's going to be interesting what we do with the rookies that we need to move when we get healthy people back. But as of right now, I, I think for Eller we just we just keep him where he is right now and see see how we see what he see what he does. You know, 
underperforms, then maybe we maybe we can move on. But at the same time, I think he's a he's a key veteran piece. He's a veteran. He's a key piece to his team. So I think we I think we keep him for now. Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not exactly sure where I'd I'd go on that. I I'm not sure I entirely agree with Troll on that. Uh, that McMichael isn't ready to be a third line center in the league. Obviously, everyone's entitled to you know their own opinion on who's who's good enough to be where. But I mean, you know, I'm, I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, advanced analytics and statistics say that you know this and this and this. <laughs> Obviously, they're valid to an extent. Obviously, some things are valuable that you can't see inside those things. But McMichael's been one of our really best players. Like when it comes to advanced analytics and stuff. I mean, while I agree that he's not exactly, you know, putting up the numbers that we hope, we also have to realize that this is like his first year in the NHL as a full-time player, but it's not like, it's like, like we call it, I guess we could call it like the, the Anthony Mantha curse. It's like, you're producing a shit ton of chances, but like, they're not going in, you know, like, especially last year in the playoffs, you know, one of the biggest things that all the casual caps fans would be like, Oh, trade Anthony Mantha. He's not scoring any goals. Blah blah blah. He was producing. The, <laughs> no, he was produce, to actually trade Mantha. He was producing the most chances on the team last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, if anybody remembers that, like Mantha was arguably like our best player in the playoffs last year when it comes to the offense. He just wasn't scoring goals. Obviously, you wanted to put up numbers, but it's like the chances are coming there, and eventually they're going to start to continue to fall more and more. So. I, I definitely don't think it'd be a good idea to take McMichael out of the lineup. I think he's just getting started. And yes, obviously Nick Backstrom's going to have his spot when he gets back. Yes, obviously Nick Dowd has his spot on the fourth line. But I mean, hear me out. You can keep Lars Eller at the three C. Take Carl Haglin out. Take take a rookie out. Take I mean, obviously McMichael's a rookie. While I do like, we're going to talk about that more later. While I do really like this this Hershey line that we've been running with right now with Malenstein and Scarbosa, that's a great line. They've been playing really well. At the same time, I'd rather have Connor McMichael in my lineup than Scarbosa or Malenstein. You know, like Connor McMichael is like half the age of of I know Scarbosa. Scarbosa is actually pretty old, but not old, but you know, definitely like years older than Connor McMichael. Connor McMichael is you know, one of the biggest pieces in the future of this team. I, I don't see any good more than bad coming from taking him out of the lineup right now. <coughs> Same thing with Daniel Sprong. I'll just, I'll just say this now, but obviously Laviolette scratched Daniel Sprong the other night. And uh, I was talking to a buddy about this. What do you guys think? Would you, if you're Laviolette, do you break up that Hershey line and put Sprong in or Oof. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Would you break up that Hershey line in order to put Daniel Sprong in the lineup, or do you keep that Hershey line and not put Sprong in? Because me personally, I'd rather just put Sprong on the line with a couple Hershey guys than keep the you know chemistry of the Hershey line. Because, I mean, I think Daniel Sprong has proven himself to be worthy of being in the lineup every night. While I do agree, obviously it's shown that he's not the strongest defensive player, and that's obviously something LaViolette values, but... I feel like his offensive, you know, output that he could be giving is is worth keeping him in the lineup. But what do you guys think on that? Uh, I feel like everything Laviolette has touched has turned to gold so far. So I'm not going to argue too much with his decisions. Yeah, to make them like that. That's fair. But what do you think is going to happen with Daniel Sprong then? Because I feel like if it's going to be the same thing like that happened with Jacob Vrana, there's some little you know issue with not getting put in the game if Daniel's I mean if I'm Daniel Sprong and I'm playing 40 games out of an 82 game season I'm going to demand a trade it's as simple as that he he's clearly worthy enough to be an NHL player every single night so and I can just see it happening now if if we trade him or lose him he's going to just become like a rocket candidate it's going to or like yeah. he's going to shoot to the stars. It's going to be the same thing with like 
you know, we've said this so many times, Andre Burakovsky, twice the player he is like now than he was with us. We got rid of him. Now he's really freaking good. Philip Forsberg, we lost him. Now he's in. Okay, we never had a chance with Philip Forsberg, though. Like, yeah, I think everyone knew like, that was a terrible thing. What we did. Yeah. Same like, thing with Chandler average. Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson is the first line center on Vegas now, and he's playing really good. And I'm sure Jacob Braun is going to produce goals once he's not injured and is playing for Detroit. He did. He did last year when we traded him. Anyway, yeah, that we have a four goal game. Yeah, but the the thing is, like, yeah. the thing that's always been the Capitals' big problem with the young guys is that they have so many good older players that they can't really sneak them in the lineup. I mean, yeah. were you going to give Burakovsky top six minutes over Oshie or Wilson or Ovechkin or, or any of those guys? I mean, no. not really. Or Justin Williams back in the day, I think, was one of the. But yeah, you're not. So here, I mean, here's my knock against Sprung is that, you know, yeah, he could demand a trade, but we got him for league minimum anyways. And that was because he was, you know, the the Penguins didn't like him. The Ducks didn't like him. And now we got him. Uh, Is it a reclamation project? Yeah. I mean, at best, Um, he's got six points in 20 games. That's limited minutes. You know, I get it. You know, obviously it's, it's not terrible stats. Uh, you'd like to see him pack on a couple more assists. Uh, but the defensive failings for a guy so fast, you know, I would, I would probably keep Haglin in. And I know that I know no one likes Haglin and I don't understand why the dude's such a team player. He's, he's a specialist. Right. And I think that's what, what, what separates him from Daniel Sprung is that Haglin can kill penalties and be a threat offensively when killing penalties. Daniel Sprong. I don't know about the second never- part. <laughs> Threat offensively. Well, at least you know, at least somebody that the the defense has to or the offensive team on the power play has to at least watch out for. Like they have. I to don't be know about that either. <laughs> <laughs> I have in any more, case, I have more trust in my mother on a breakaway in the NHL than Carl Haglin. Uh, Shout out to my yeah. mom. <laughs> awesome, um, awful. I just can't finish. I, hey, he can't buy one, and you know he's been snake bitten for like two years now. Watch this. When was season. his last goal? Do we know when his last goal was? Like, he scored one this year. Uh, I know. I think, but he's only got one. Scored one this year? No, I don't think he has. I don't think he has. I think so. He has. Google. Has? I'll look at that. Oh, zero goals, two assists. Yeah. Oh, what? He's a plus three though. Let's go. Rare goal. Plus minus the most advanced stat. I mean, also, Ovi's like top line. three and plus minus right now. Ovi has been significantly well, better yeah, defensively this year. Yeah. And he Ovi, just scores Ovi, everything. Yeah. He like, just scores everything now. Though. One of my, yeah, that's like my my favorite thing that makes me the happiest this year. Obviously, oh, apart from fuck. the fact that Ovi is producing the amount of points he is right now as a 36 year old, is the fact that just like everything he's doing is like slowly silencing what everyone else has always slandered about him. Like the biggest criticism Ovi's ever got, like always gotten in his career are one, he relies on the power play and can't score otherwise. And two, that he doesn't play a lick of defense this year. He's leading the league in five V five points by a lot. He has like 24 even strength points right now. And I saw that the only other player in the league that's even been on the ice for 24 of their team's goals is, is Aaron Ekblad. Yeah. And obviously Ekblad's a great player, but, you know, he's not Ovi. So, and second, he's he's been significantly better defensively. Like, obviously plus minus is there. Obviously that's not the most reliable statistic and it doesn't show the whole picture. But just by watching the games, you can see that Ovechkin's been more sound defensively. So, you know, Come, come on, haters! Come up with a a new slander topic for Ovechkin that he's going to disprove. Oh, he can't pass. He's a good oh, how many assists does he have this year? He can't pass. He doesn't pass. Yeah, bullshit. Uh, you know, I don't know. Did, did you guys hear the John Scott prediction? Obviously, right? I mean, you guys have had her at least. Some yeah, of that. yeah. That he was going to die out this year, and the Caps would suck. Yeah, I mean, well. Yeah, talk about that. something trying to stay relevant. At cold takes, freezing cold takes, hot takes. Yeah, freezing cold freezing takes. Freezing cold takes. 
And I mean, it's not even like we're not even halfway through the season and he looks like a fucking idiot for saying that. So uh, <laughs> got to love it. Got to love it. Yeah, um, I mean, I just I just I don't know. I think like like if Ovechkin puts a 50 this year, like it kind of becomes a timer rather than an if. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. posted today. They were they were a, a graphic. It was like, will Ovi break Gretzky's record? He's like, he's, like, like, he's gonna I mean, sit like, there yeah, in that yeah. left circle. He's gonna sit there in that left circle. He could do this if he's forty three. Sit there in that left circle yeah. and score ten goals a year. He could do that if he's yeah, forty three. Right. Then you add in the five on five. He's probably gonna get some goals there. I mean, if he has a fifty goal season this year, which is like really possible now, it's which is kind of, of insane. Um, I mean. I always say this, barring injury, fingers crossed. That's the only way I see this going sideways. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. He's gonna. I think he's gonna do it. And honestly, him breaking that record is is a cup. <laughs> as far as yeah, I'm concerned, it's, it's, I will... it's more than a cup. It's, it's more than. I'd a say it's cup. three cups. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would I'd say... say that that's like I could be the cups. The Caps could never win a cup in my lifetime for the rest of my life, and I'd still be like satisfied as a fan yeah. for the rest of my life. I I saw Travis. He tweeted like two hours ago. He said Ovechkin is five goals away from tying his total from last season. Yeah, that's just. I mean, obviously last year was, you know, weird, but still, yeah, but he's going off. He's going crazy, bro. Right now, he's going crazy. Like when it comes to straight, just like numbers and averages per game, he's on pace for like sixty. So fifty is definitely yeah, yeah. very possible. Score. They put Drysdale at sixty-one and him at sixty, right? And that's that's a all, like, the... little optimistic, but who knows? He's going crazy. It was from like it was like Dom from the Athletic posted or something. Yeah, it was. Look, I'd be happy with either of those boys winning the the heart and the Rockets. Yeah. So I'm in a good place right now. <laughs> I'm in a good place right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it, it is incredible. I mean, the best start of his career at age thirty-six. Uh, truly is the Russian machine that never breaks. I mean, it's it, it's mind blowing. I mean, if he if he beats his sixty five goal uh, record, I I mean, stranger than fiction. You couldn't make that shit up, man. I mean, you know, in my my most blacked out drunken state, I don't think I would have ever said you know Ovi's gonna score seventy or above sixty five. Uh, with any sort of like actual confidence in that other than just talking shit. So he's, he's making it like a, a, a real possibility. It's, it's pretty crazy uh, for sure. I mean, I can't think of a player who's had a season this good uh, at this age, the entire time we've been playing. Hockey. The oldest MVP as of right now is a 34 year old. I can't remember who it was. I just, okay. So I love the dude and I think he's having the greatest, greatest season uh, you know, he has the best season right now. If you were to end the season now, give me your MVP. I think it's got to be Ovechkin. I mean, I, I know Drysaddle's got 20 goals in 20 games, but he plays with 97, who's the best player on the planet. Um, but, you know, come the season end, I just, I, I don't think it's likely that he'll be, you know, comparable point-wise to McDavid and Drysaddle. But I, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he Clip does. That. Like, you've got two guys who are like, the two best players in the world playing together on a power play that's like 35%. Like you would think eventually Ovechkin's numbers are just going to fall behind that, not even because of individual talent, but just team diff. Uh, but we'll see. He's proved everybody wrong, and I hope he proves me wrong again. But yeah, if he's with McDavid and Dreisaitl... You're going to have to fill out an Ovechkin apology form. <laughs> and I think I think he's the heart winner right now, but it, it'll be tough. It'll be tough to keep up that pace, but I hope so. I, I really yeah. hope so. If this is I, the pace I that keeps that... going, though... Well, if this is the pace that both all of them keep going, the heart rate should be pretty fun to watch. I mean, yeah. I even tricycle has got to slow down too, right? There's no way he's scoring 82 goals. There's I mean, just no chance. Shit. German machine never, never breaks. Know. It's not gonna happen. No, I'll eat my shoe if he scores 82 goals. 80. <laughs> I thought he's on pace for 62. No, he's got uh th- those those projected scoring races. Not like the actual pace multiplied out. He's got 20 goals in 20 games. Oh, so he yeah, he's on pace for eighty-two technically. Not gonna happen. <laughs> no if chance. If he if he if he scores eighty-two goals, I'll I'll drink out of my shoe. Also, I'll yeah. do that. <laughs> no shot. <laughs> you didn't know you didn't, you didn't say drink. You it's definitely eat, possible. Yeah, I'm not I'm not eating not a shoe. Happen. I'll drink out of a shoe. It's not gonna happen. I'm not we'll eating to ask a Noah shoe how a shoe tastes. We'll ask Noah. <laughs> he's done that before. Yeah. 
I'll eat. I'll eat a ghost pepper if he he scores. He it's yeah, usually because of that. Carl, because Carl Hagelin scores. That's why Caps Twitter does stupid things. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I tweeted that the, like the one, the one thing. I forgot what it was, but I said Carl. Oh, first and goal was stupid. Cool. <clears throat> oh yeah, the, the team, the Washington football team, right now. So you, uh, you brought up. Troll, you brought up um, how valuable Carl Hagelin is to the the penalty kill, and uh, that that was something that I had written down today that I wanted to mention. Um, just how phenomenal our penalty kill has been lately. Like, in I know in the Carolina game we we had a couple right away, and uh, you know we shut those down pretty easily. They didn't even produce many chances out of them. But that's the one thing Hagelin's got, man. But that's like that's like also what I think though. It's like. Yes, he's valuable and an asset to our penalty kill, which is good right now, and you don't exactly want to change that. But the second I see a dip in our penalty kill, <laughs> send him off to the KHL, all right? He's like, I feel like there's other guys on this team, Evgeny <clears throat> Kuznetsov, that are fully guess, capable yeah. of running the penalty kill. I feel like we have – put Protus on the penalty kill. He's like – Seven feet tall. Protus is not ready to do an NHL penalty kill. I do not think. But you get my point. I feel like we have guys that with a little bit of time could very well be assets on the penalty kill. Like, I feel like it's not worth it. Like, I I mean, I don't know. We have people. The thing about Carl is that that fourth line is like just chilling, doing their thing. You never have to worry about them. Yeah. That is valuable. And if you switch out Haglin, you don't know if you'll still have that. So, yeah. Yeah, That's here's what I mean. Thing. Sorry, you got. Well, I mean, the fourth line in on good hockey teams is there to keep the puck in the offensive zone for us for their whole shift. Funneling chances to the net is second secondary, I believe. You know, in today's NHL, so you put the fourth line out there, and every time the fourth line hits the ice, the puck doesn't leave the offensive zone generally. And if it does, I mean, the we're getting the puck back like very quickly and go on the other way. Um, you know, I, 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 look, I get that Carl Hagelin isn't a goal scorer, but he's not there to be a goal scorer. He's not there to be a points getter. He's there to eat shots and scare people with his speed and escapability. I mean, he's, he's, he's a liability to the other team. I mean, other, I guarantee in video sessions, they're like, all right, look, Carl Hagelin. Yeah. He's older, but he can still skate. You can't let this. You can't sleep on this guy, and you can't AJ let him. AJF could do that too, oh, but we sent him back to Hershey. Who's that? AJF could Axel Johnson Fialbi faster than Carl Aglin, but we sent him back. Yeah, and he, but, that. because that's because he was a Carl Haglin 2.0. He couldn't bury either. You know, he's creating chances <laughs> just like Haglin does. Uh, but because he's like what ten years younger, everybody gives him a pass. I don't know. I don't buy it, man. I don't. I don't buy the. You know, I. I he he's getting his chances. They're, they're bound to go in eventually. But the thing is, look at his lineys. They're scoring. You know, you have Nick Dowd. You have you have Hathaway. You know, if he's a bit of a passenger on the offensive side, I'm I'm okay with that because he's incredibly uh, responsible defensively. And all three of those guys back check their asses off and grind uh, really well. So I am I am on Team Hags. So I don't I, I can't. I, I get it. I do get it. Because look, man, when I'm watching the games and I'm like Carl Hagelin on a breakaway and it's just like miss the net, I'm like, oh, fuck. All I think about is like, I, I'm like, I don't even open Twitter because I know it's just going to be like slander 100% on Carl Hagelin. I, 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 can't, I can't be there to watch it. I'm like, you it's know, like, it's like an out. NBA. It's like Ben Simmons missing free throws. It's like, or Shaq missing free throws. It's like, you can, like, in, unless you're like, the best player in the league at what your specialty is. It's like, at the same time, you're a professional athlete getting paid that much money to play a sport. Like, why aren't you like at least like functionable at the most basic and like important aspect of the sport, you know? It's, 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 uh, it's, he's a good skater. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you right. know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, he can't I miss Jason Shamara. This is a first this season, the first pro Carl Haglin truther on the podcast this year. I don't yeah, think I hate him as much as like most people do, but I have mixed feelings because like it's I get what he can't Troll's score. Saying. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. I agree score. with like what Troll's saying in like his you know 
valuableness in the penalty kill and like his defensive reliableness is obviously important. If our defense is like allowing the fourth least goals per game in the league, which we are, obviously we're doing something right on the defensive end as you know, on the contrary to what a lot of people like to believe, but the, you don't want to mess around with that, but like, it's just, here, it's just here's, frustrating. Here's the, here, here's the kicker. Let me ask you this. Okay. We talked about Daniel Sprong here, right? Speedy guy who can has, who does have finishing ability. All right. Would you trade Carl Hagland, keep Daniel Sprong and put him on that fourth line and be like, yeah, I love this. No. Exactly. I wouldn't exactly. put him on the. I wouldn't put him on that fourth line. Thing, that is your I wouldn't put him on that fourth line. The thing about the thing about that that fourth line that, that I guess makes Hagelin a little frustrating is because Dowd and Hathaway are literally the the perfect fourth liners. You wouldn't trade no. either of them for a single fourth line guy in the league, right? Because Dowd Dowd's got scoring ability. He wins faceoffs. He he he's pretty big. He lays hits. He's responsible. He's the perfect fourth liner. Hathaway, same thing. Grinder. He'll stick up for anybody. I mean, if you get in the face of Hathaway, would would be Tom Wilson if he had the same ice time. Like, dude, will get in the face of anybody. Um, it's just that it happens to be like, oh, like. Wilson's looking out for Ovi or Wilson's looking out for Kuzi. But if Hathaway was on that line, he'd do the same thing. And you love yeah. him. And then Carl Hagelin is a good fourth liner and does his role well, but he's not the perfect dude. And and you, we, we want that perfect guy, but he's not there. So I think definitely sticking with Hagelin, at least as it stands, is probably is the best option for that yeah. line. Yeah, and I mean, who is, the, who is that perfect guy? Nobody in our system, I don't believe. I don't think. And remember, we're talking fourth Could line. Could clone Hathaway. Yeah, ten to twelve minutes a game, right? And and who, even in the league, you know, there's definitely nobody in our system that that is a haggling replacement that will jive or that will fit with that fourth line. Uh, but I don't, I can't think of another player in the league that at least I know the name of that fits. I really don't because you're looking for That's speed Sean Couturier and, and, on that line. We'll win the thing like a Selk winner. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I think that honestly, I think that Sidney Crosby would fit in pretty good. You know, he wouldn't be a perfect he match on this. Fit in well in any lineup. Yeah, nah, he's no, he's yeah. no Carl Hagelin. I mean, let's he's, no Carl he's no Carl Hagelin. Carl Hagelin for Sidney Crosby, one for one. Who says no? Hagelin, wait, Straight Hagelin, up, but the Penguins retain half salary. <laughs> the Caps. Hagelin, a, Hagelin, a Penguin with with Crosby. Yes, he destroyed us. He was also yeah. a ranger and also destroyed us, which is why him not being able to finish is more frustrating because he used to destroy well, us. Sidney Crosby get Hagelin and Crosby back together. We want to fight with them. <laughs> we, we can trade know. for we can trade for Crosby when he's like forty. Yeah, and you know it's it's funny. I don't know if you've well, so like obviously I'm pretty ingrained in Penguins Twitter as well, but like right. I always watch like the <clears throat> the Crosby versus Ovechkin debates, and you know I've had them a million times, um, but. You know, it's it's the the line keeps the 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 goalpost keeps moving for what Crosby's great at, right? So at first he was you know a great young talent, the best young talent. Then he was the best player in the world, quote unquote, which is a fucking stupid, it's a stupid classification for a fucking hockey player anyway. The best player in the world, like that's just so dumb. Um, and then it was like he's the he's the he's the best leader and playmaker. And now it's it's detracted and devolved all the way into he's the best grinder in the league. He can grind so well. It's like Nick Dowd can grind really well, but like, yeah. what's your fucking point here? Um, hey, yo. Sid, I mean, Sid is obviously hey, probably the greatest player of the generation if you were to end it now. And, you know, fantastic player, but I don't necessarily know if it, as it stands now, if he's really as elite as people want him to be i mean i feel like yeah. he, like ovechkin right now is is elite and it's not debatable right sydney i don't think he is I, I mean he's he's an elite player you take him over most of the guys in the league but as it stands right now you're not going to compare him to ovechkin or matthews or dry or or mcdavid or mckinnon show or any of those guys show huh? me a category where sydney crosby is top 10 exactly right now in any oh and it okay. points per game Points per game, I think, is where he lands top ten um, in any all-time category. And okay, that's fine, but that's really just a punishment for people who stayed healthy and didn't have headaches. Like, I just, I, I, I hate that guy so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's, I think he's overblown. I, I, you know, and me and Nick Berlansky have gone rounds on this. He's the tip of the iceberg podcast. Uh, shout out to them. They're actually really cool dudes, but like we go rounds on this, man. Like I think that in 50 years, people are going to look at Sidney Crosby. Like they look at Brian Trottier, a, a winner. He won. He had good teams around him. He unfortunately played for a decent organization, uh, in the penguins and, that's kind of how it's going to go down. Like, you know, he will, he'll have his, his note in history, but Ovechkin, when he is the all time, you know, I mean, he's up there with Wayne Gretzky. He's, he's going to be the only category in scoring that, that is going to usurp Wayne Gretzky. And then, you know, he's going to, he's going to pass um, Andre Chuck here soon. So yeah. that'll be two. How many goals, how many goals away is he? He has like one power play goal to pass Andre Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, which you know, might, might, might or may not happen this season. Yeah. I would hope so. Don't jinx it. Knock on wood. Ov scores one. No more, no power, more play power play goals, goals the rest of the season. Only five on five. And empty netters. <laughs> I'm fine with and empty that. netters. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with empty goals are goals. Goals are goal. We'll take it. Exactly. God, he missed that backhand by like three feet yesterday or two days ago. That was crying. <laughs> I didn't watch that game at work, the, uh, the the Panthers game. I didn't watch the game at work, and I was like, with my boss, like in in the in the break room, just watching. And they're like, you guys got to get back out there. I'm like, Ovi's Ovi's almost had a hat trick. We got to we got we got to watch. <laughs> they understood. He he got it. He understood. He understood. Good. Good for him. Yeah. Also, um, if Ovi if Ovi gets somehow sixty goals this year, he'd be the first sixty goal scorer since Stamkos in twenty eleven. Yeah, and that's that's like young Stammer, who yeah. before his yeah. bones are glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's so. talk about the uh, the goaltending because we definitely need to touch on that. So I'm sorry, Sam Sonov, Sammy. Yeah, sorry for. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, so, you know, man. It's the playing field's been leveled again. You know, we're never going to have It's been tilted in Samson. Yeah, it's been tilted in the other way again. It's like a seesaw or goaltending battle. You know, one week it's one guy. Next week it's the next guy. But yeah. Sammy's had three starts in a row. Obviously, they've gone well. Uh, he yeah. has only allowed. He hasn't allowed more than three goals in any of them. He hasn't so. lost a regulation game. Yeah, he hasn't lost the re- regulation game this whole year. It's like him and uh, I mean, hadn't Anderson could, also not or someone? Now he has. Yeah, now he has. Haha. But yeah, uh, Samson yeah, has been know, insanely, insanely we, good. Yeah, we talked about Samson off last week too, but uh, I just want to fill out my apology application. I'll fill out a Samson off apology. Talking shit on him at the beginning of this. Yeah, I need to make one. Talking a little shit on him at the beginning of the season. Um, but hey, sorry, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing, yeah. Keep, keep, keep it up. Have you guys, so guys seen Mark? Have you guys seen Mark Stone get put on a highlight tape like three times in the last week? Yeah, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> a Selkie candidate last year getting just baptized like twice a week now. <laughs> like I don't, I don't remember who it was. One of them was on like a he was on a power play and. I can't remember who it was, but somebody dangled on him and scored. And then someone did him dirty again like the other day on like a breakaway. I can't remember who it was either time, but he's been getting destroyed as of lately. So that's interesting. So I'm going to – I think I'm going to have to rain on, on the Samsonov parade. Uh, I'm another dissenting opinion by Hockey Troll, I think. Um, I – Okay, he's had he's been playing very well. He's been playing very well, but I think that the team in front of him this year has been playing a lot better than in front of Vanacek. Um, here's what and look, okay, we saw this with Vasilevsky, right? And when we talked to Oli Kolzig, he was like, you know, he came out and said, I think that Samsonov can be the next Vasilevsky, but he's got to do a bunch of things and you know, get his act together and not get COVID and stay out late with Kuzi and shit like that. But I. He's a guesser, man. He guesses too many plays. And I think that the Lars Eller turnover, which was not at all his fault. I mean, it was an odd man rush or whatever. Um, but Lars had the guy. He recovered and had the guy uh, far side. So, you know, it was a great play by the Canes there. Who is it? Nietzsche, I think, uh, 
the puck in, in the slot. And I mean, that's a Barry every time, but Samsonov early in his career, I thought struggled with like what I call like happy feet. He just seems like so technically unsound, like a little, almost a little bit of like Dominic Hasek. He gets a little too, uh, he moves too much. And then on the, on those softy goals that he gives up, he doesn't move enough. I think he, his, his like half butterfly stand up hybrid style is, uh, he relies a lot on his size and a lot on shooter error, but in the NHL, these guys are just too fucking good. So they're bearing on him on those soft goals, but then he comes out and does like this incredibly acrobatic save that saves the game. You know? So, uh, I think what I'm looking more from him is even, and, and I know this is going to sound stupid because he's like 10 Oh and one or nine Oh and one now, uh, more consistency because I think that six of those wins we're against cupcake teams. Um, I, you know, goaltending is held at a very high standard in DC and to become a starter in DC, you have to steal the net. And that goes back to like pre Kolzig years. Everybody has stolen a net. Vanacek, Holtby, Newverth, you know, all these guys stole nets to, to become the starter. I believe that, uh, I believe that Samsonov needs to do that as well. Uh, but I think that, He's on the right track, but I'd love to see him be a little bit more cerebral in the sense of reading plays better. And there are times, dude, where he just, especially on the side, like uh, when when the play when the play gets to the side of the net, he's so aggressive that there's so many times where I've seen him like get up and just kind of stumble back into the net. I mean, you guys have seen it too, right? I mean, I'm not just yeah. I'm not just hallucinating well, this, right? Seen it. No, he gives up yeah, some softies. I mean, there's no denying that. And he would, yeah. he, he realistically, he, he has lost a game to the Florida Panthers. Uh, that technically went as a Vanacek start, but I mean, he lost us that game. So from that perspective. So, yeah. And I mean, look, I, we're, it's a good problem to have. You know, you love that healthy competition. Love the two-headed monster that the Caps goaltending has right now. I think that we're in a really good places. Like I said, good problem to have. But um, yeah. I don't think that he is the um, undisputed king of the net yet. You know, he shits the bed for three games, and it's it's Vanacek's net, and he's yeah. on a short le- leash. We're just never going to have a solidified goalie ever again. <laughs> <laughs> if we keep winning, I'm okay with that. Yeah. If it works, fuck it. Will, you want to do your uh, your little special portion of the What episode? is the Cyber Monday thing? Oh, I'll, I'll say that part. Just say the thing that I sent to Joey a couple days ago. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, all right. Here, come, here it comes. Ho, 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 gentlemen. The holidays have come early this year as Manscaped is... Has, as manscapes have the gift that keeps on trimming santa's beard isn't so appealing when it's coming out of your trousers and that's why manscaped the leaders in below the waist grooming have you covered this holiday season now available in your country join the four million men worldwide who trust manscaped to keep their trees trimmed and ornaments polished go to manscaped.com and use code php for 20 percent off plus free shipping fuck yeah <laughs> thank us yeah, you're not talking. Yeah, I cannot hear you. Oh. Are you muted? Am I muted? No, no yeah. No, 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 Eric. Yeah. Am I good? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. You're good. You're can good. Hear you're good. good. Okay. Uh, all I was saying was, uh, yeah, fuck yeah, thank us later. Uh, I, I too, have the Manscaped uh, swag. Did you guys get Did you guys get stuff sent to you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's sick. Do you guys do you guys use it and it's design, and it's you know not to get too personal? It's, yes, it's, yeah. <laughs> Mine actually jammed up at one point. But <laughs> Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There you yeah, go. You're good. <laughs> All right. Also, so we're streaming this episode right now live on YouTube. It's almost nine o'clock, uh, so it is still technically Cyber Monday. Manscaped right now has a deal for twenty five percent off for the rest of today for Cyber Monday. Uh, let me go find that code for you. But right now, if you go on manscaped.com in the next three hours, and uh, let's find it. I'm so unprepared. All right. 
Yeah, you guys can keep talking, but go on. All right, here, here, here. All right, here we go. So, yeah, if you don't even need a promo code, I don't think you even need a promo code. Let's just make sure. But definitely should use promo code yeah, PHP. Okay. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely. Use so, so today, if yeah, okay. So right now, everything is twenty five percent off on Manscaped.com, the entire website plus free shipping for the next three hours. So if you're watching this live right now, go to manscaped.com, get a free 25% off. If you are watching this episode or listening and it's not Monday anymore, then go use code PHP for 20% off and free shipping. Hashtag ad, hashtag manscaped pod. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to caps, but we love you manscaped. Go use our code and buy stuff. Uh, like Troll said, the defense has been good lately. I do want to ask, though, what are your guys' opinions on Chalosky so far? If I said that right. Good. I, I, good. Yeah, I, I, he's been good. I, I haven't seen much of the games. Just cause I don't I have, have any complaints games. right as of right now. So I guess yeah, that's a good like, thing. Yeah, right now, I, I, from what I've seen so far from the, some of the games I've watched, I haven't seen all like the games in full just because I've been – I was at work last week, but um, it's he's he's looked good, you know, start off. So, Chaloski, yeah, Chaloski. I also do want to mention that I impress am impressed with John Carlson and Dimitri Orlov right now. Thank God. And Nick Jensen, like I am every week. Nick Jensen for Norris. Nick Jensen but, for Norris. Uh, yeah, Carlson had that. I can't remember which game it was. It might have been Florida or something, but he had the one assist where it was a slap pass to Kuznetsov. And Kuznetsov oh literally God. just got to walk it into the goal. One of the best passes I've seen from Carlson in a long time. But also, Orlov scored a go-ahead goal the other day, and he had an assist to Ovechkin, so that automatically gets you a lot of points with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Passing to Ovechkin when he's wide open, I mean, that's, that's all we want. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I like the defensive core. I think Cholosky stays in until... Schultz comes back, and I think Schultz gets his spot back pretty easily. Uh, that's just a cap cap decision. It's a business decision, I think. You know, we're paying four million dollars to to Schultz, paying league men to Chalosky. Uh The the guy's got elite skating ability. He's got good edges. I like to see it. Um, seems to have his head on a swivel and be able to distribute the puck. All good things. You know, I think that the defensive core in general has really benefited from the simplified and streamlined breakout that Laviolette has put in. And I think that's if if you were going to ask me, like, what is the best thing that Laviolette has done? It's not, you know, empowering Ovechkin or whatever to do what he does. It's not the offense. It's 100 percent the efficient and simple breakout that has occurred with uh, with under his leadership, Um, you know. Fuck, there were times where, like, when under Reardon, I was like, what is going on? That is, like, the exact opposite play that anybody would do. I mean, there were we, – we like to put the puck behind our own net, and we would reverse just needlessly. With Laviolette, it's like, fuck it. Get it out of the – get it out now. One touch pass off the boards into the middle. Um, you know, I think that only a few teams have caught on to this type of kind of, like, bump and run uh, breakout. It's super simple. I mean, this is what you – learn to play when you're like, you know, a squirt when you're like 10 years old and when you, when first breakouts happen. Um, so I would say, uh, yeah, I think that's, and then his encouragement of getting the fourth man in, you know, that, that defenseman being able to pinch. And so secondarily the, the defense stepping up into the play and, and the forwards recognizing that and everybody doing like a team wide rotation, uh, in the offensive zone, so that's uh, that's my take on on why the defense looks so good. And then I guess third would be the, the PK. So I'm just over here stroking Laviolette. That's all. I'm just really happy with Nick Jensen, like I've been the entire season. I love that guy. He's so quickly become one of my favorite players on this team. He's just so gritty and hardworking. Like that's something that you can't teach. Like. Any coach can sure. teach any player to be good at hockey in certain aspects of the game. Like, oh, I can teach this guy how to shoot. I can teach this guy how to skate better. But, like, hustle and just 
how much effort you're putting in 24 seven is something that's just like instinctual and habitual. And, you know, that's just something that Nick Jensen has on lock. So I, I respect that about him. And I think it's very, very valuable to our team's success, but uh, let's just wrap things up with uh, some predictions for our next three games this week. So to start off, we play in Florida on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. And then we play at home versus Chicago on Thursday. And then on Saturday, we play at home against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I'll just do mine real quick and then go if that's okay. Um, All right. I think we just dub up. I think we take three wins. I mean, if we can beat Florida, that's we're winning all these games. So, yeah. Three wins, four OV goals. Uh, y'all have a good one. I <laughs> will. Respect. Yeah. Um, respect. Go ahead. Yeah, you can go first. Or you go. can go. Or Troll can go. Yeah, you can go. Yeah. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. And it's funny because I think that we – and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch Polly for this because I think he missed the Florida game on Wednesday. For some reason we only had two and I said we were going to go two and zero. but I'm just going to double down on that. I think that we go three and zero. let's keep this win streak alive. And, uh, as far as OV goals go, I said zero. I think he's, I don't think he's going to score any and I hope I'm, in, I hope I'm hundred percent wrong, but I've been, I've been saying I've been overshooting his totals and been right. So I feel like I'm going to intentionally be wrong. So I'm not really wrong, but I am wrong. Right. Reverse psychology. Yeah, exactly. So you think we lose to so wait? So Florida, Chicago, and Columbus. What do you? Which games do we win and lose? No, I think we win all of them, but I don't think he scores any goals. Oh, so he's going to score ten. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. I think I think we get two out of the three. I think we lose to Florida in Florida, but I think um, come back and get two against Chicago and uh, Columbus. I think we'll beat Chicago like. 90 to nothing. Fuck that team. Like, <laughs> fuck that. For sure. Fuck, fuck that organization. Team. Fuck that team. Um, uh, I think I think Ovi gets three this week. I don't think he scores any against Florida. I think it's two against Chicago and one against Columbus. Yeah. Uh, I think we might lose to, to Florida, considering we're playing in Florida. I hope I'm wrong. But Florida's been in a little bit of a slump the last like week or so. So yeah. I think they yeah, might. They're, they're, they're still good at home. I, yeah, they're still really good at home. They're, they're one of those crack. teams that's just really hard to beat at home. Obviously, crack, crack and beat their streak, but whatever. They're still good Obviously, the crack and beat it, but you know, I, I can't see them losing two home games in a row. I can't see yeah. them losing two home games in a row, so I'm going to say we lose to, to Florida. Chicago, we're yeah. going to drop a 10-burger on them. Uh, <laughs> that's that. Oh, he's getting a hat trick. And then uh, Columbus. Columbus is, is a little bit of a slept-on team, I think. They're 12-7. and seven. They haven't lost in overtime yet. Obviously, we've done that five times, but I think Columbus is going to be a little tougher than some people might think. A lot of people, especially considering, you know, we're the first place team in the league right now. No flex, but uh, I definitely think Columbus is better than some people will give them credit for. Uh, For sure. For example, they're the 10th best power play in the league right now with 22%. Their penalty kill is also 12th in the league at 84%. They're 10th in faceoffs but they do give up a lot of goals. They are 23rd in the league with that, but they get a good amount of goals. They are sixth in the league with goals for we're fifth for goals for in the league, but we are fourth for goals allowed. I know that's a tongue twister and mind boggler for those of you listening, but I say we beat Columbus. I just think it's going to be a little closer. I think we might get our first overtime win and give them their first overtime loss. That's my take. That's my take. Ovi Ovi overtime winner in Columbus or in DC against Columbus at home. That's the hot. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just wait. We get our first (laughs) overtime win. they get their first overtime loss. You heard it here first. All right. Uh, Are there any questions that you had for us troll just before we, uh, we head out? Yeah, I mean, how, how are you guys liking the, the podcast game, if you will, that we talked about? I mean, you guys seem to be doing creating some buzz, and I always see you guys up on, on social. So, I mean, it seems to be going well, no? Yeah, yeah um, for sure. Jake, you can you can give your I mean, input. I mean, it's, yeah, I was gonna say, it's been great so far, just with, like, all the guests we've had this season. Because I think we've had a guest 
We had a guest every episode. Every today. episode except for one, I believe. Yeah, but it's just like being able to get these guests just because we've been doing pretty well. So, it's, you know, creating a lot of opportunities. Like, that's really cool. Obviously, the sponsorship deal with Manscaped is, is great as well. Being able to get that. So, hopefully more on the way. Yeah. Um, this will be a little sneak peek, I guess. We won't post about it until it's happening. But I guess if you're listening this far into the episode, then you deserve to know. But is it, is I, uh, I um, what'd you say? No, oh, no, it, no, no, it's not a sponsorship. <laughs> but uh, I'm ke- I'm still working on more sponsorships. We'll get there. But uh, I uh, I got to uh, meet Joe Beninati and Craig Lachlan in uh, in person the other day, and uh, Craig Thanks. Lachlan, who was who was a little bit under the influence. We love you, Craig. But uh, <laughs> Craig Lachlan agreed to come on the show with Joe Beninati together. So. I don't know when it's going to happen. Obviously, we're a little busy. They're busy. You know, we're in the middle of a season, but they should be coming on together some point this year. And uh, I won't say names now, but we've got a few other guests that we're working on right now. So more good things to come with the Pizzas Here podcast. Obviously, go support our boys over at Caps Chirp, the official Caps Chirp podcast for Extended. But uh, we love them. You know, go listen to them. Great content. But uh, I'll take it out with the inspirational quote. This one's from Michael Jordan. Some people want it to happen. Some wish it would happen. Others make it happen. Go out there and chase your dreams, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to start a podcast, go start a damn podcast. If you want to go to the NHL, go to the NHL. Work hard and chase your dreams. And that's that. Good night.